This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Good morning. Happy holidays. Today's class is Lunishmat Nisim Chaim Ben Yochanan. Please rate and share the podcast. Very excited about tomorrow night in New York. Very, very excited. And today's class, we're going to be, we're still in miracle mode. I hope everybody enjoyed the first 30 days of the 30 hour, 30 minutes of candle lighting yesterday. We just had a conversation here that if you don't feel something, you got to continue to break the wall. You have another eight days. Doesn't mean it's over. It's not over till, it's o- till you decide it's over. Bottom line, it's over when you decide it's over. And that's where we, if we're not feeling something, it's really, really due to the the tremendous amount of blockages that we have created in our lives. We're going to talk about the connection between how to, how, again, other, other sources on how to attract miracles. And it comes back to the same stuff, guys. There's nothing new under the sun. We're going to talk about what name does God use to attract a miracle? How do we get in this miracle mindset? And what, what we really, really need to do practically in this holiday? That's why it all begins breaking, breaking the heart. Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 138, that the essence of godliness is in the heart. As it says, God is, God is the rock of my heart. Now somebody who has a pure heart, as it says, my heart is hollow with me, can know future events through what his heart is telling him. Believe it or not, when Argentina lost the first night, day in Saudi Arabia, I saw them winning the World Cup. Thank God I stopped bed, betting. But I saw them happening. I said, God has to humble you first in order to raise you. It's a story of life. First, he has to humble you, and then he, he, I saw it black and white that they were going to win the World Cup. I knew it. But when you have, when you work on the work, the, the ability to work on, on yourself, the more you work on creating that hollow heart, to that extent, the more clarity you're going to have in life. There's a, different, there's a cor- direct correlation between your heart and the way you see, and, and the clarity you have in your life. And this is exactly what he's saying here. You can know future events. And not only can you know future events, you can actually manifest future events. If you have a hollow heart, you can do anything. You're open for business. It's all our work today is to break those, break those barriers in our heart, break, those, break that, the, 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 the lack of rejuvenation. It's so, so important. Ram Rachman's telling us here. And he says, this, and he says it from this postdoc that says, Rabbi Nachman goes to explain because the heart functions as a space where the world is designed, such as exactly what the, what the heart represents is the same thing that mirrors in our creation where God created the world, right? He created a too much light and then he created a vacated space, right? We know that vacated space is a place where man has free will. We are co-creators with our creator to the extent that we use that vacated space in our heart in order to now Something happens in life, 90% is what happens. I'm sorry, 10% is what happens. 90% is what, what you make it to happen. 90% is what you make of it. 10% is the relationship. 90% is what you make of it, your relationship. I hate to tell you, it's, it's, it's that clear. Same thing in life. 10% is what happens. 90% is what you make of it. And he's saying here, 
if you keep your heart pure, then you're able to now connect and even plant and even, and, and, and even co-create what you want to happen. As, as, as Chabad says many times, think good and it will be good. Because when something happens, I can actually plant something being good. And because I planted it, I got good. Extremely, extremely important concept to understand. Number one, first thing you have to do is you have to keep your heart hollow. You have to keep your heart hollow. Constantly work on purifying the heart. That is done by prayer. That is done by letting go. The more you work on purifying and letting go of, of your prayer, the more your heart is hollow, the easier, your t- easier time you're going to have to make a decision. And it's funny how if you take exactly what happens, and if you look at the, at the two holidays, they're very similar. Purim and Hanukkah have a very, very similar issue. The Jews got lax. Next thing you know, when they end up in, with the Maccabees, before they end up with Achashverosh's feast. Next thing you know, the whole holiday is all about rekindling. Rekindling, coming back strong now, appreciating what you had. Because you, before, you had it, you didn't appreciate it. What happens? You didn't appreciate it. You assimilated. What happens? You assimilated. Now you, now you went onto the hands of your enemies. And next thing you know, the whole ho- you, you got saved. And the whole holiday is celebrating how now you have a, a new perspective of, your, of the Torah. Before it was an obligation to you. Now the Torah becomes an opportunity to you. But the whole holiday, both, both, both holidays have the same. People get comfortable. They, they slack it off. They end up in the wrong places, and now they come back through a savior, and now they come back. So this is where, where the Greek culture, it's funny how, how he says, he says the word Yavan, which is very similar to the word Yevan, Yevan Mitsula, which means quicksand. And this analogy I'm going to give you right now. It's in life, it's either you are surrendering or you're fighting, and you end up, anytime we fight, we're fighting ourselves. Where do we end up? We practically are ending, ending up in the quicksand. It, it's like a quicksand burying you. So instead of going into quicksand, which is exactly what the culture of that, the, the, the Greeks wanted the Jews to sink in spiritual quicksand. They would never cause them to lose control. They, were, they wanted to completely cause such a, a concealment. So what we have to do is really, when we're dealing with situations in our lives, just like you're looking for the light of the menorah, you have to also look for the light in that situation you're in. There's always a light in that situation you're in, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a situation, that you have to always look for the solution, the problem. That is our job. Just like they looked, we have to look also. We have to create that light and always look for the solution. And that's a lot of things. This is why he says here, beautiful, beautiful. If you take the word, if you take the word Yavad, if you take the word Ness, Ness is a miracle. Ness, number one in the word Ness is also Nisayon, which means a test. But also in the word Ness, it's a numerical value of 110. What is 110 made out of? 110 is made of the name 65. The name 65 is the name Adanut that we use all the time. Adanut means, Adon means a ruler. Anytime you're using the word Adon, is a ruler. Correct? What is, what is next? 45, Ma, going back to Ma. How many times do we go back to Ma? This should be called the Ma, park, the Ma podcast. What is 45? 45 is Ma, the name of humility, the name of surrender, the name of submission. So you want a miracle in your life? You have to be able to surrender 
surrender yourself to that situation. Bittle yourself to the situation. We're referring to the name Ma. It refers to a person accepting the situation, wanting God's will in that situation, not fighting that situation. That situation, if you don't fight it, and you surrender and you see it for the best, the, the 45 adds to the 65, it becomes 110, and that becomes a miracle. Who else says this pretty much exactly? See, I'm 45 now, so all I'm focusing, all I'm seeing is ma everywhere. Another Torah. It says, what name does God use to make a miracle for a person? God uses the name ma. Where do we hear this from? When a person is in a tzara, tzara also in Hebrew means a trouble. If a person surrenders himself in that trouble, that tzara switches the letters and it becomes the zohar. It becomes the light for him to get out. So you can see every problem, right? It's all, all of these things are right in our face. Every situation is right in our face. Every situation to fix, it's right in our face. It's never outside of you. That's the first thing. The first thing that you need to do to surrender, and I learned this from David Hawkins, is you need to surrender also. You need to figure out what kind of payoffs are you getting from becoming a victim and from complaining. Well, you know, it keeps me lazy. I, I can get self-pity. There's a lot of little... If you recognize every time you have a victim, you're in a victim mindset, there is a lot of pay, paybacks you're getting. You're getting... You know, you're getting uh, a little... Uh, you're getting... You, people feel guilt. You're a little self-pity. You feel this. It's a good excuse to be in a comfort zone so you don't really have to work. So there's a lot of little paybacks. This is why we don't surrender. The reason why we don't surrender is because we, we, we're, we're almost addicted to this little uh, negative state of emotion where people feel sorry for you or, or whatever it is. And again, I'm not using, I'm trying to just get everybody to the light. But you have to recognize anytime you do have a situation, there is a lot of paybacks that you're really getting. You don't think you're getting anything out of it. You really are. Because laziness is a payback. Well, listen, I, I woke up super early today. But you can say, oh, prayer doesn't work. You get to sleep in another two hours. Right? That's a payoff. You don't have to work. You don't have to work at anything. That's a payoff, right? That's a payoff. Very similar to the COVID thing. People didn't want to work. That's a payoff. They, got good, they didn't have to get dressed. So that you have to, before you want to really surrender, you, you recognize, ask yourself, what, pay, what are you getting out of it? What, what are these payoffs that you're getting from it? And you have to willing to not want these payoffs anymore. So, you want the, 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 the light, the trouble to become the light, you have to go into Ma. Ma is the name that God uses. The same thing. When I want to see that the problem becomes a solution, the only way to do that is surrender myself to it. Another Torah that says pretty much the same thing. From the, this is from the message of Magid. It says, nothing can change from one thing to another without first losing its original identity. Thus, for example, before an egg could grow into a chicken, it cannot be an egg anymore. Each thing must lose its original identity before it can become something else. So think about it. What creates our identity? Our false beliefs, our stories, our excuses, our limitations, our constrictions. That's what creates our identity. If you are really in a, you know, look at sports stars. They're, they're always creating themselves brand new. Always new identity. There's no such thing as an old identity. The whole, if you look at football in general, 
if you look at sports in general, the whole reasons why they have coaches and offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, so they can constantly switch the plays. Because if they don't switch the plays and create new audibles, the team already knows exactly what they're going to do. And they're going to lose. The whole point is to be spontaneous. Anything in sports is all about tricking the other team to be spontaneous. Because if they've read that play before, if they've studied that play before, they already know what they're going to do. We have to do the same thing. Rab Nachman says the greatest way you do this is by doing his bodhidut. Because you're pretty predictable. Okay, you wake up in the morning, you're going to grab a siddur, you're going to pray with... You know, 10% in. They know exactly what you're praying for. But when you praise Bodhidut, there's all kinds of new things, new hours, new things. They can't, they can't catch you there. They don't know what you're going to say. You're not predictable. So that's the power of his Bodhidut. The power of his Bodhidut is really you're speaking a new language. You're not, they already know. A person knows exactly what he's going to do, etc. It's very predictable. So we have to also create that new identity constantly. Because remember, any time a judgment... This is why our sages say when a person who has a, once he's going through bad times, he's got to change his place. He's got to change his location. He's got to change his, change, changing something. Change your identity. Change your identity. Imagine you woke up in a concussion and they told you you were a Navy SEAL. How would you wake up in the morning? How would you wake up in the morning if you were a Navy SEAL? Would you wake up, oh, what time is it? You would be, you'd be a brand new person. Our sages tell us it takes 40 days to change a new identity. Do something for 40 days straight, you can create a new identity. That's a new embryo. Same thing. So he's saying here, nothing can change from one thing to another without first it's losing our identity. For example, for an egg could be in the chicken. It cannot be an egg anymore. Each thing must lose its original identity before it can come to something else new. Therefore, before a thing is transformed into something else, it must come to the level of nothingness. Same thing. Ma represents nothingness. Ma represents ma. What am I? Who am I? What do I know? Nothingness. It's a, it's, 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 that's what attracts the miracles. When you surrender to whatever you want, God, I want also, that is the ultimate submission. That is surrender. That causes the miracle. Miracles are not caused by arrogance. Miracles are caused when you are humble. Humble means I have a wide open gate for anything to happen. I'm open. I'm not afraid. I'm open to something. The, and this is where he's saying here. This is how a miracle comes into place. Changing the laws of nature. First, the thing must be elevated to nothingness. And then, once it goes into nothingness, the miracle comes. So here we go. Ma, Tsara, Tsohar. Quicksand or miracle? Same thing here. Lose your identity. Lose what you know. What makes us... We have to be very careful today to get stuck in, 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 in person should not study philosophy because if you study philosophy you start thinking you're somebody and you start coming up with your own questions about God how did you create the world how do I know philosophy screws up your mind it doesn't allow you to surrender we have to always know that all our wisdom is really nothing if I don't have God in front whatever wisdom you have if you don't have godliness in front of it it means absolutely nothing and this is where sometimes you see the Gemara says that the worst of doctors, the, the most of doctors, go to Gehinam. What are they saying about that? Obviously, there's amazing doctors, but sometimes doctors are so arrogant that they won't listen to their clients or what they're saying because they think they know everything. So sometimes, God forbid, there's medical power practice, all kinds of, all kinds of uh, situations there. Rabnatan was always very against, the, don't put your hands in a doctor. 
hands. If you, if you don't have to get there, do what you can. Not, again, we're not telling you not to go to doctors, but we're telling you that they're only the agent. But when doctors start predicting lives and they take away a person's life, uh, possibility for a miracle, it's not true. So this is where we have to recognize. If you want a miracle in your life, there has to be an, a, a concept of surrender. There has to be a concept of surrender. There is no miracles until you surrender. And I hear, I hear this all the time. I surrendered. Whether it's his bodhidut, you didn't want to do his bodhidut. Okay, I surrendered. I started doing it. Miracle came. Miracles come. Why? Because in order for something to come into something, same thing as Reb Nathan tells us all the time, he says, if, you, if that seed, the seed is the old you. The seed has to go into the ground. It decomposes. It loses the original identity. And then it becomes a tree. If that seed does not go into the ground, if that person does not submit to a, to a higher calling, that seed does not become to the ground. The Greeks wanted the opposite. They didn't want you to surrender. They wanted you into quicksand. They wanted you to fight yourself. See the difference between quicksand and submission? And this is where everything, everything in our life comes down to this. And sometimes, you know, whether you're facing whether, ah, I don't want to keep Shabbat. How could I do it? Surrender. Just surrender to what God wants. I promise you, it works. But miracles cannot happen if we are not willing to change the original identity. And I ask this many times to people. What are you willing to change? What are you willing to change? I can't do this. I can't do this. Where, where, where is there room for a miracle? Where is there room for a soulmate here? Where is there room? There's no room here. You're occupied. The heart's occupied. So this is where we have to work on this constantly. Another beautiful Torah by the Or Torah. The Midrash says, The righteous are great. They transform judgment into love. And because they transform judgment into love the light of a miracle is being revealed. Okay, so what, is that, is that, what does that mean also, practically? Again, very similar concepts. How do I transform judgment into love? By saying, thank you for my problems. By practically saying, thank you for this opportunity to draw closer to you. Thank you for this opportunity in this situation. Remember, the, 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 the energy that we're using also today, today hoda'ah, when I, hoda'ah, where did the word Hoda'ah come from? Where did Hod? Yehuda, right? What did Yehuda do? He made a mistake and he confessed. He submitted himself. What did he do? That's where the miracle came from. Also, where did his name come from? It came from his mother saying, I got more than I, than I expected. So the same thing, Hoda'ah, comes from Hod, which is also submission, which is also Hoda'ah, being grateful. Humility, first. Remember, humility opens up perspective, and perspective makes you more grateful. Being more grateful attracts miracles. That's how it works. But if we're showing up to, to things as, as in obligations, if we're showing up to things, if we don't even believe in the miracle, then there's no room. And this is where it's very, very important. You have to physically believe in the miracle. You have to believe in it. And anytime we put a low effort, think about something, think about it practically. Anytime you put a low effort into something, it's because you're looking at it as an obligation, not as an opportunity. If I believe that I could pray and, I can, and a miracle could happen for me, how would I show up praying? I would have tremendous... I, would take, I took those 30 minutes, I would be extremely serious with those 30 minutes. Funny, I got a, a couple cute pictures of people with donuts. 
with selfies with donuts. I think they did it just to, to joke around. It was very cute. But anytime we put a low effort into something, it's because we're looking at it as an obligation, not as an opportunity. You have to look at everything as an opportunity. And perspective drives performance. Perspective drives performance. You want to see the performance of somebody? Check their perspective. Perspective drives performance. That means telling us clearly, before I want to, I want, I want to change something lasting, I must change my, my perspective. And I can tell you right now, marriage is, the, is that place. Why do you think it's in the bag? Why do you think it's so comfortable? Perspective drives performance. If you think your spouse is the second half and peace is going to be the ultimate blessing for you guys, then you will achieve whatever you can to achieve peace. You will, you will maybe give in. You won't be so tough. You'll give in. You'll pray for each other. Same thing. Perspective drives performance. So this is, these are three ways that clearly fighting doesn't work. Ignoring doesn't work. Submission works. Submission works. Create yourself a new identity today. Go into the areas of your life where you've had, you've had blockages where, well, I tried to pray before, it didn't work. Break, your, break, break yourself. Create, that's the power. Hanukkah is about reinventing. It's all about reinventing. You couldn't wake up earlier before. On Hanukkah, you could start that. You, you get a new start. This is the whole point of this. That we, we make excuses instead of adjustments. So those excuses become long-term behaviors. So again, back to this concept. You want something to change? Create a new identity. Create a new identity. Go into humility. Put the name of 45 in every recipe in your life. Whatever recipe you have, that things are not going in order, Rav Nachman's telling you very simple. Stick the name 45 everywhere. Go recognize that the reason why you're not succeeding in that section, in that area, is because you know nothing. You know nothing, pretty much. And admit you know nothing. You have to recognize, you'll get to a place in your marriage where you say, I thought I understood my wife. Creator of the world, I know nothing. And that will, now you, re, you remain teachable. Creator of the world, I thought I knew this business. Clearly not. I know nothing. <laughs> the fact that when you get to the level of nothingness, you're teachable and you can change quickly. But how hard is it to change somebody who's already stuck in their ways, thinks they know everything, can't change them. How do you get the miracle to happen? And many times, you know, you speak to husbands, what, they're, they're on different levels. And we tell them, hey, try this, try this. No, it's not for me. Okay, so this, this is the marriage you're getting. This is the marriage you're getting. You're getting this because nobody's too willing to change. If you can't change, there is no miracles. I can't stop smoking. Okay? You constrict your creator when you say, I can't do something. So it's very, very important today, guys. We want miracles, but miracles are not just going to happen without identity changes. The identity causes the miracle. The new, the new salvation causes the miracle. The, the trust causes the miracle. Something has to happen. An arousal has to happen. And then the miracle comes. You, can't, you have to pray for it. Then the, miracles, the miracle comes. It can't just, doesn't just come to come. Have a great day.